Welcome, welcome everyone back to Campaign May Cry. I know we've been on a bit of a hiatus. I apologize about that. Life, Halloween, and personal things got in the way, but we're back. We're ready to we're slay back. some demons and kick some ass. So I am joined by a, hmm, we seem to be down somebody. Regardless, I am joined by Ryan Ives. Hello, hello. I am joined by Jasper. Hi there. I am joined by Julie Sheridan. And I'm also joined by Cody Briner. So they are playing Xander Callahan, Dr. Seymour Freeman, Jane Connolly, and Brother Reinhard, respectively. And I guess you guys probably have noticed we are down Shannon Keene. She had some personal things going on, so she is unfortunately not here. But that dives us a little bit into how I handle player absences she fell in into a Pennsylvania campaigns. pothole. You know how they are. <laughs> she did. So how the how the Pennsylvania how, oh god how the Pennsylvania absences <laughs> how player absences work is very simple. I will talk to the player beforehand and ask if they want their character to be involved or not be involved in the session. If they can, if they choose to be not involved in the session, it means their character is 100% safe. They in no way, shape, or form are involved, which means their skills cannot be used, but their character is also not in harm's way. But they do not get any experience either. But if they put their character in harm's way, their skills can be used, but they can die just as if they were here. That does not mean I will maliciously go out of my way to attack a character that's not here. It's very straightforward. It's very simple. Shannon's not here, and she is elected for her character to be usable for the campaign. So the party will choose what Miss Vivian Ross does during the sessions, but... I will be controlling her model, and I will be rolling dice for her. I'll now, form the head. Form Vivian Ross. Oh man, that means I'm the leg. <laughs> You're the leg. <laughs> that means somebody's got to be both arms. Let Ryan be both arms. So, fighter. Uh, <laughs> Jane just forms the rifle. What? So wait, I'm both legs. At least you're not the gun. No, because she's a glass cannon. Like, I, like every time somebody rolled to do damage or hit one of the demons in the last session, every time Julie rolled, I was like, well, this is going to kill a fucking demon. Yeah, oof. You're right. Oh, really? Who wants to be the legs of the Megazord? So, regardless, I mean, we are going to go into session four titled <laughs> Inner Demons. And guess what? From last session, we had something involved called devil trigger as an edge i'm sure you guys are wondering what goes into that What's i will explain trigger? these right so bang, bang. i will talk with <laughs> shannon jesus i will we talk can't with pull shannon devil about triggers this. on uh sorry right i will talk with shannon about this on the side but for the audience i dove and thought really hard about what this system is going to look like in campaign may cry and these are the rules i came up with you guys do not have the traditional devil trigger. You have what is called a semi-trigger. As you will tap into some of the power that the crystal that you guys got from the broker uh, slightly has in it. Augmenting some of your features and changing coloration on you and your clothing. So it should be pretty great. However, for the audience, 
for my players. Semi-trigger is a new rule introduced into Campaign May Cry. The group has to be careful about using this incredible, incredible power as it could lead to great harm. The semi-trigger will work as such. Each semi-trigger system holds two blood points. Each adventurer starts with one point and can earn an additional point in one of two ways. You are either wounded or you kill a demon specifically, i.e. killing a zombie that a demon has resurrected does not count. When a character starts their turn, they may choose to activate their semi-trigger and enter that demonic state. While you're in that state, you have the following benefits. Your pace increases by two. For pretty much all of you, that means your pace goes from six to eight. All of your rolls are at plus two while in this form. This does stack with bonuses such as drawing a joker. At the beginning of your turn, any reshaken results you have from your semi-trigger state are ignored and taken care of as it heals minor wounds. You get plus one toughness, and you also get a plus one to your armor. This is not this is not an all-standing armor. If an AP is high enough on a weapon, it will punch through this as well. So at the end of their turn, while they're in their demonic form, the character loses a blood point. When the character hits zero points, they return to their normal state. However, if a character runs out of blood points, another character may choose to lend them a point to keep their form going. The example I'll give to this is, if Dr. Freeman chooses to enter his demonic state while he has one blood point, he gets his turn where he does everything in his demonic form. At the end of the turn, he loses a point and has zero points. He asks if somebody can help him keep it going since he's fighting the boss. Xander graciously does pass over one of his points. Xander will make sure that he deducts one point from himself, and Freeman gets one additional point that keeps him in his demonic form until the next turn. It should be clear that all rolls at plus two are active on times when you have to make rolls on an enemy's turn or another player's turn. Then finally, staying in this crazed demonic state is not good for a character's health. When they come out of the semi-trigger, they will suffer from some kind of detriment. There is a effect that you suffer based on the number of rounds you are in. One round, no effect. Two rounds, you come out and you automatically suffer a shaken result. You can give me one of your bennies to ignore this effect. Three. Three rounds, the character suffers from a level of exhaustion. Four rounds, the character suffers from two levels of exhaustion. Five rounds, the character starts suffering from extreme mental anguish of being a demon that long and gains a new hindrance. Six plus rounds, the character and the GM work out something suitable. I will tell you that if you've taken a crap ton of damage in this form, I may just say you come out of it and have a heart attack. That does not mean you die. There are Savage World rules for if your character has a heart attack. While a powerful ability, this should be used as a means of leveling the playing field. Happy hunting and stay safe out there. So with those rules taken into consideration as to how semi-trigger works, I really hope you guys uh, appreciate this because this was a lot of work on my end to come up with. And I hope it actually makes sense. But I hope it works. With that out of the way, we're going to get into the actual session and we are going to open the scene with Xander Callahan. So I'm sorry, what? You will. Yeah, <laughs> you awaken 
and things feel odd. Tell me how you feel after last time after last night's mission. Hmm. Does anybody need a refresher of what happened to last time's mission? No, I don't. I have good up. I say Cody does, but I... For, for Brother Reinhardt and to give Xander a little bit of time to think, last time's mission, you guys set out to investigate the demonic signatures of the demon that was summoned in the small town in Missouri that you guys investigated, St. Genevieve. From there, you guys found... Uh, the, the organization found a demonic signature that matched that in Milledgeville, Georgia. Sweet Georgia. Yes, you guys investigated two locations that could possibly be of the culprit of this demonic pulse, and you found it. Uh, through, through thorough investigation of the facility, you guys went underneath, found an underground cavern dungeon, effectively, and you ultimately happened upon a demon chained to a wall. His name was Nine. He asked that you either kill him or just allow him to be free. When he was killed and the mark that was keeping him there, the, the sign drawn into the floor keeping him there, were destroyed, a demonic portal opened, and Nine returned back to the demonic world. You guys then, after getting the information from him, proceeded to go to Louisiana, where you actually interrupted his deal that he was making with a young man named Brian. Brian, through his fearful state, tried his best to be reasonable, but unfortunately, the broker forced his hand, and you guys watched as Brian transformed into a grotesque right demon, a demon that uses its bones to fight. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, you guys managed to lay the smack down on that demon and walked away, and the crystal you guys have found has been returned to the organization. So, from there, you guys have taken your first human life of somebody that you could have saved beforehand. So with that in mind, Xander, you wake up first. Hmm. How do you feel from last night's mission? Because granted, it's been probably about nine hours since that's happened. Yep. I mean, for Xander, how I would feel personally, with Xander, I think like with the way his life has been and how he is, is a military person, like, He's not desensitized to taking a life. Uh, he does. Does he feel remorse? Yes. But at that situation right now, for him, it was either it was either he dies or the demon dies. And yeah, sorry, Xander's taking taking the his life is gonna he's gonna protect himself the whole time. Um, but you do feel remorse. Oh, absolutely. Like I'm not. I'm an asshole, but I'm not inhuman. Are you sure about that? As we move on to Doctor Seymour Freeman, you wake up next. How's how's the doctor feeling about all of this? You've you've watched a ton of demons die, but you and you you know you killed that Ankh demon back in Saint Genevieve, Missouri. But this one, you watched the human transform into it, and then had to take its life. How do you feel? Honestly, kind of distant. Cold. I don't sleep much, corpse, these days. And I've seen demons kill lots of people. Do lots of horrible things to their kind, to our kind. I can't hate them anymore for what they are. It just reminds me what I'm fighting for, mostly. Not from me, but everyone else. 
honestly, if I have to do what has to be done, it doesn't matter if I feel good or bad about it. I'll do it. Someone has to. The next person to wake up is Jane. Jane's young. She's very young. How has this affected her? How is she feeling? Well, um, I've been trained a lot of my, a good half of my life for this sort of situation, but I certainly was not expecting it to be like this. Like, for it to happen to a person that was helpless, and then see it, I I'm feeling quite disturbed, I would say. Uh, in shock, maybe. I'm, I'm definitely, I was expecting to fight demons, and that's okay. But, like, to see a human turn, become mutilated like that, is definitely disturbing. I'm a little bit shaken from the situation. But, it's not gonna stop me from Sort of deal with it in my own way and shake it off. Alright. And Brother Reinhardt, you are technically the first to awake as you have services that you attend to in the church in the organization. But as you as you're finally done, the next priest walks in and relieves you of your shift. The sudden feeling of last night dawns on you. And how does Brother Reinhardt feel about all of this? Because it should be, it should something else that should be clear is, you are the only priest that goes on missions. Well, I don't necessarily feel great about it, but on the other hand, it's a it's a recognition of life, I guess. It's like I had no choice; I didn't go willingly to kill someone, but I must protect my life so that I can protect the others. No regrets, no no feelings of yet you've committed a sin. Regrets, yes. Sin, no. Okay. Because, uh, okay. Though it is sad, a life was lost, even a human life. At the end of the day, I did not take it willingly. Fair enough. Well, with those thoughts, you guys get up, and you all do kind of have the same feeling as the as the five of you reconvene and Vivian ultimately does give the same look as well you will look rather sullen some of you are reflecting upon everything that's happened and realistically yeah none of you feel great like the sudden shock that happened in Missouri would be one thing but you watch the entire metamorphosis of this person and that's way beyond the comprehension of a of a human but as you guys gather downstairs you have your breakfast alexander you know asks if you guys are okay oh my um my little silo squad ain't looking too great everyone uh, everyone doing all right we'll be fine don't worry about us just a bit hungry and tired this too shall pass he puts out plates of food for all of you keeps it simple and he says, <laughs> all right, players, I do know Derek's looking for you over there. So Derek, Derek, like, gives you guys a nod and like a like a small salute. And he he just says, 
Join me at the mission briefing when you're ready. Do any of you guys want to say anything to each other? Does anybody say anything? What? You uh, all, no, you all would see that. What? Do you feel bad about it? What we did? Well, consider the alternatives. I'm gonna just enjoy my milk and turkey bacon. We did what we had to. Listen. It's not actually that complicated. Right. No one's gonna blame you. So, as you guys finish up breakfast, and you head over to the mission briefing area, Xander sits down at the table, and he... You guys see Zolfa and Katie working on something. They're working on... You guys see, like, uh a large screen behind them on a blueprint for something called the N1C0 semi-trigger. And Derek says, before we get moving on with today's mission, you guys have gone through something that none of us have ever had to go through. There are therapists on site if there's anyone you need to talk to. And let's make something clear. This is fucked up. No one should have to go through this. Let alone a bunch of newbies. But I appreciate everything you're doing. But with that in mind, he looks at Xander. We might have a little bit of good news for you. Go on. We tracked down what's called a doppelganger demon. Its roots trace back all the way to the Redgrave incidents. He looks at Xander and he goes, We believe it's the same one that scarred you. Xander hears that and like and this is those like his hands like are literally just clenched into fists like he's but he's ready to chop like he's ready to go. But should be clear. Keep your head about you. And he, he looks at the other th the other four of you and he says, Make sure you keep him in line. Do not let your anger get the best of you. Strong emotions we're finding out is how demons get to certain things. But Ooh, there's something I need to ask the five of you to do. Oh, shit. What now? What did you have in mind? Zolfa walks over with a tray of syringes on them. And she says, We actually need a blood sample. Ah, oh, man, I hate needles. And Katie says, We're finishing something up and you guys are the guinea pigs. Give it here. On the... On the table behind Derek as he steps up no and crack. walks away, you guys see what look like steel pauldrons, which are like shoulder and chest armor. And as you look at these things, there is a small slot that looks like a battery could be inserted. And uh, do you ask Katie or Zolfa? Just in general. 
Okay, Zolfa speaks up first as she sees Katie getting, like, other medical supplies ready. She says, this is the N1CO semi-trigger. It's the semi-trigger. It came all the way from the headquarters in Fortuna. What does it do? Well, she looks at Derek, she looks at Katie, and Katie goes, We believe we found a way to harness the power of the demonic crystals. Say what now? Was I sitting? In due time, while we get you guys suited up after we take blood samples, there's a video. It came all the way from the headquarters in Fortuna, actually. So, they take your blood samples, and okay, as they right, test right, them, they run them into vials, they put them in a machine, they run through. All you guys come back negative uh, for, like, any kind of diseases, thankfully. They then take these vials, crack them open, and pour them into that battery slot that you see on these devices. Wait, and are each... blood vials? Or the... Yes, the blood vials. And they start to glow certain colors. The one for Freeman lights up red. The one for Xander actually starts to glow black. The one for Jane glows a faint blue. And the one for Brother Reinhardt glows white. The one for Vivian, you guys would notice, glows green. And as each of you gets strapped in, basically whatever your not whatever your okay, dominant you hand street, is, okay. it's on the it's opposite the shoulder. So if you're left-handed, right shoulder. Okay. If you're right-handed, left okay. shoulder. Simple as that. And this plate hangs just in front of your chest. So from there, Katie walks over to a screen and she hits play. And you hear... Uh, uh, before going to this next topic, uh, again, I do not own anything from this game series. This is owned by Capcom, and I apologize for the recreation of these voices that I have to do right now. What you guys hear on the other end, it sounds like a young woman with some sort of southern twang to her voice, arguing with an equally as young man. And she says, I know, I know. Just step in front of the camera and say what's on the screen. And it can't be that hard. And you see the young man. He's got shaved white hair he's, he's got very short white ruffled hair he's wearing a long blue coat a red a red t-shirt with a white undershirt and he has a mechanical right arm on his back he he, he has this gigantic sword that is single edge judging by the bottom of it that hangs down from the back of his coat and a large red handle that is that a motorcycle handle and as he has this he he scratches the back of his neck and he goes, you know, I don't like speaking. Come on. All right. All right. Well, you guys are the test subjects that we've got for this thing. Nico, you're calling it the what? And she says, I call it the semi-trigger that. So look, this is really dangerous and I don't want you guys to do this. So if you back out of it, I totally understand. But Ah. Look, people have got crazy abilities in this world. I'm sure you know. But one thing we have to do is we have to try to make this fight doable. I can't be everywhere at once. And I've heard about this broker thing, and I've just got something going on on my end that I can't spare my time for. So I'm sorry that you have to handle this. But ultimately, you guys should see what you're going to happen to you if you use this thing. 
and he steps back a little bit more so he's completely in frame for the camera. He wears he's wearing a pair of like brown pants with like basic shoes. And you see him close his eyes and when he opens the back up a flash of blue light hits the screen. And when it fades, you see that he has got he's completely changed. His hair has gone from short to about halfway down his back. He's got large spectral wings that hang off of his shoulders. He's green and reptilian scaled and colored in his appearance. And he's got orange scales that come up from his stomach that rise up like a V-neck caressing his shoulders. And he's got faint blue lights that glow throughout his entire body. And the mechanical hand he had on is now just clawed and very rigid. He stretches and there is a certain affliction to his voice. He now sounds darker, more disturbing, angry. This is called Devil Trigger. Don't use it lightly. And as he says this, when he says the words Devil Trigger, he goes, or at least that's what Nico calls it. You watch as the two spectral wings he's got hanging off of his shoulders come up and crack their knuckles. And when he flicks them out, his entire body lights up. And as it lights up, it actually fades and he returns back to normal. And he says, look, if you're going to do this, I don't want to know. Just be careful. There's not many people who can control this kind of ability. And I honestly didn't want to do this. But one thing to keep in mind is your mental state can affect how you use the power. So make sure your head is clear and you're calm before you use it. Be safe out there. And then the video ends. And Derek goes, well, that was Nero. If you guys remember anything, he's the one who basically saved Redgrave. And according to reports, he did it single-handedly. So, was anyone Tough. else thinking of Nero, like in Spider-Man: Homecoming with Captain America? Like, so you got detention? Yeah, right. <laughs> a little bit. So, if I, if I, I'd be lying if I didn't say a little bit. So, with this, these devices now are hooked up to you. Katie, Zolfa, and Derek all come over. Katie is holding a tray with shards of the crystals you guys brought back from the penitentiary. She, Zolfa, comes over with a pair of tongs. And she picks it up. She's got a pair of tongs. She's wearing gloves. She's in, like, a full-on suit. Derek draws his pistol, and he's got it at the ready. And he says, All right. Do it. This is when you guys notice something. The facility is empty. There's no one else here besides Alexander, Katie, Zalfa, Derek, and you guys. Ah, uh, so you At think we're point, not going to be able to handle this, uh, huh? At this point, I'm going to stand up and say, absolutely not. Whose idea was this? Whoever it was, you're out of your goddamn mind. You won't transform right away. The only thing this thing is supposed to be able to do is house the power. But we don't know... We haven't gotten the chance to test it. Unfortunately, the higher-up said we have to test it with you guys wielding it. Let me go first. No, Freeman, you were against us. I'll go first. 
All Alexander, right. look at me. I I've already had this horrible thing happen to myself by choice. Yeah. And I've been scarred by these demons. I want revenge. And I'll take any means to get it. The revenge isn't worth your sanity, friend. You know, I'm oh, a I'm a priest. I could do this. I got God on my side. Hmm. Look, whoever wants to do it, just step forward. Well, I step forward. Rock, paper, scissors. I'm fine with rock, paper, scissors for it. Uh, yeah. Actually, bow. you know what? All all four of you, roll me a D6. Okay. I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna roll a D6 for uh, Vivian. I also rolled a four. Hey. Oh, no! <laughs> yes. Xander Callahan, right? Yeah, right. So Xander steps up first. He kind of just, while you all are like talking and debating about it, Xander kind of just moves forward and he goes, "Yeah, kind of saw that coming." Uh, I'm stubborn. What do you expect? I ain't stepping down. So, from there, they pick up the tongs and. Derek's got his pistol at the ready. Xander even says, like, all right, so where are you, arm, chest, like, how are we doing this? It's going to go in the device that's on you. Fresh my memory, what the fuck is that? Oh, it's on, it's, it's, so are you right-handed or left-handed? What is Xander? Xander's right-handed? Always right. Okay, so yours is on your left shoulder, and it comes down over to your left chest. Oh, okay, I got it. So she picks it up. She implants the device. She implants the crystal into the device, and you watch as it charges. And the color it lit up with before it lights up again, and then the color on it dies down. You were fine. I, I just look at them like, and I look at. Uh, you do like, feel the hairs on the back of your neck stand up, and ultimately Derek goes, "All right, they work. That's good." Okay, that's now Xander. Sure. I want you to clear your mind. I need you to make me a spirit check. Oh, I shit. was going to ask. <laughs> D4 spirit. I need, I need a spirit check. No, no, no. Okay. Oh. Sorry, because oh this is an attribute, right? I did. Okay. Okay. So, Xander, you you remember what was said in the video by by the by that young kid of all people. And you go you think about everything that you want from this and then you clear your mind and Derek goes alright now that your mind's cleared activate it you do that by pushing the crystal into it there you would notice that the spot where a battery looks like it goes is where the crystal is and you and it, it's jutted out a little bit but it looks like it could be depressed okay so yeah basically alright so yeah then Derek goes like alright then and then just boom when you hit it, you feel a surge of an energy you've never felt before. It feels like you're being jolted. Have you ever touched one of those objects in an arcade that, like, tests your strength about holding about from you being shocked? Oh, yes. I love those things. That's what you're feeling. Oh, God. All over your entire body. And then nice. you guys watch as the light that lit up Xander's device, which is red, explodes off of him. And when it settles, Xander... What does your semi-trigger look like? So, uh, to just best describe it, um, more so the semi-trigger more so took place over like over the top of him, top half of his uh, body. The legs, the padding, everything changed, but it's more his 
he more like he got armor, like metallic armor instead of the like standard Kevlar. Uh, got the shoulder pads with like, horns jutted out, and even has like on his helmet like spines literally going back, uh, going from the back of the top of the helmet, uh, from the dead center of the horn, and going all the way back down his spine, basically. As you feel this power surging through you, you feel like you could do anything. Like, lifting your foot, moving your hand, just wiggling your fingers. Everything feels so effortless. You've never felt this kind of coursing power before. You feel like you could take on the world. And then it fades. That light that you guys saw explode off of him, you watch as it retracts back into this spot, and the crystal juts back out. Derek goes, All right. Success. Also, he looks at Katie. The fuck did he turn into? <laughs> and Katie explains to the group that, well, we have a feeling that what in your mind, what your mental image of a demon is, is going to affect what you turn into. So keep that in mind. Oh, boy. So, we'll go next, and uh, who would like to step up next? Or I can do Vivian. Oh, I was going to do it. Okay. Brother Reinhardt, you step up, and I need a spirit check from you as well. Okay, give me a second. Reinhardt should have an easier time with this with his spirit. Mine is If I believe he's the highest spirit. I believe I him and so. Jane are the two highest spirits in the yeah, party. Yeah, I believe so. Yep, there we go. Yikes! Jesus Christ! Yikes! You have no problem about this. You really do have the thought of God is on my side. I'm completely okay. And you step up and again, Zolfa does the thing. Uh, Zolfa takes the tongs. She puts them in there. Derek readies his, his pistol because and he explains to you guys that the reason he's readying his pistol is if he feels like your character is going out of control, he's going to shoot the device. So, you take a deep breath, and Derek says, All right, when you're ready. You raise your hand. You push down on the crystal as Xander did before. What does Brother Reinhardt's semi-trigger look like? Uh, it's been a while since I made it. But I believe he looks more angelic, He's, uh, kind of golden. Okay. He just be I, I think he actually... Give me a second. I'm sorry, viewers. I uh, made this. I really should have looked. So, again, a little bit. I, I, I looked at the description shortly beforehand. So, okay, he goes from having, like, priest vestments, which is just like a like a normal shirt and pants that are made out of Kevlar, to now he has almost a full Pope-like outfit. It's white with accents of, of the colors that he finds appropriate. He has golden skin. And he has a halo that comes out from the back of his head. But this halo looks kind of like the laurels from Roman, from the, like a Roman era. Uh, Julius Caesar would be depicted wearing laurels, but the multiple leaf patterns. His are, look exactly like that, but upon closer inspection for all of you, they're actually demonic runes that spell out, may God save us. I kick ass for the Lord. <laughs> and then you may explain the rest of your, se your, your semi-trigger. What do you mean? Uh, I believe your spine's going down your back. 
I, I opened it up, so let me take a look at the image. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, yes, he... I do. I have, like, okay. uh, my, my hands do get a bit more scaly, kind of like a lizard. And uh, I do have small spines in the back. And something else that you guys find odd is that Xander's rifle had changed shape as well. And, Brother Reinhardt, for you, a book materializes yeah. in your hand. And as you think of your magic spells, the book flips open to a page and while it's written in demonic runes you can tell that this is the incantation for casting your magic your your bolts and then as you're getting accustomed to it the white light that exploded off of you collapses back into the crystal spot it depresses uh, i'm sorry it uh, it ejects and you come back out of it and you feel you feel fine you do get the same energy feeling that xander got the coursing electricity the tightening of your muscles and like one thing that would be noticed about both Xander and brother Reinhardt is their muscle mass increase. You guys got physically larger as well. Like so, post. Yes. So I look like I've been hitting the gym. Exactly. I've been hitting the gym of the, I've been hitting the iron church. Yeah. I've been lifting, so, I lifting for the Lord. So then uh, who would like to step up next? Or would you guys like it to have be Vivian? I would like to go last now. You're up, Jane? Yeah. Alrighty. I, I need... Can I just clarify something? Yes, of course. Can you just... In my thing, I made it... Since my demonic power is like to conjure beasts around me, I made it so I'm riding like tables. I'm able to do that. I am totally down for that. So, what? could you do me a favor? Could you post the link... For, oh, you did. Yeah. I'm dumb. Never mind. It's screw me. It's come. Oh, that is kind of dope looking. I'm not even gonna lie. Uh, so. So. I will say that while it is gonna be part, while it can be part of your demonic form, totally okay with that. It's going to only offer. You're still only going to get the same stats everyone else would get. Is that okay? Obviously. Alrighty. Not a problem. So, at, not a problem at all. I'm even okay with saying that, like, you have wolf legs, too. <laughs> yeah. So. Jane, I need you to give me a spirit check as you come up. Everything that's gone on does make you kind of hesitant about doing a, using a power like this. So you take a deep breath and see what you get for your roll. Five will do it. You, you take a deep breath, you think about everything that's happened, and then you've realized, I might need this. So when you exhale, Zolfa, Zolfa and Derek realize that you're okay. They load the crystal into the spot. Uh, and I assume your character is right-handed, correct? So they load it on the left side, you press it, and a purple light explodes off of you. And the explosion that comes from her is actually much larger than comes off of Xander and Brother Reinhardt, and then Jane, what does your semi-trigger look like? So, my hair and eyes are, like, in fire, basically. Cold fire. Like, it's deep. Like, amethyst, sort of. Flame. And I have a giant fucking wolf dog that's all black that matches the same like, its eyes match mine, and so do its claws, and there's, like, 
When Jane draws her katana, normally you guys know that she has a silver blade, but when she draws it from the sheath, there is no blade on it. And instead, it lights up in this same ameth deep amethyst-colored fire that she has. And the blade takes the same exact shape and look, but it is made of this pure demonic fire alongside of her. And... Jane, you get that same coursing energy that Brother Reinhardt and Xander felt, and all of this. Here. Yes, I, I, did, I, I did. I did. A a bit like Xena Warrior Princess would be ashamed. <laughs> so she has increased muscle mass dram dramatically, but made one of the major things is, and this is again to Jane's specifications in her mind of what her demonic form looks like. She is relatively still human looking. She has this while the while the wolf is black, it's almost spectral looking in nature. You like guys would know sort of. Like. You guys would know this is actually called a shadow demon. For anybody who has played the video games, everyone here, that is the same kind of pet that V was using in Devil May Cry 5. That is roughly what this thing looks like, but it is more wolf-like in nature than a panther. So you feel this energy course through you, and then all of a sudden, just like that, it fades. The crystal comes out of its socket. Well, so the, the, the mechanical part pulls out. You feel the power fade, and this light comes back and collapses in upon her. And as this purple light comes back into the device, you guys notice that she kind of drops a little bit, almost as if the wolf was actually underneath of her. And so, my hand is still, like, out, like I was going to pet it. But I no. have a little bit of a disappointed look on my <laughs> You're like, oh, but where's my puppy? <laughs> I wanted to keep that, yeah. <laughs> so, with that, our... Are, are, we are going to have Vivian come up next, I believe. Let me pull up her character sheet so that I miss Ross. She has got... She also has a D4 spirit. Oh. So, she's Shannon's character is getting murdered by the rest of us. Bloody hell. She's going to Benny that. I mean, oh, there's an attribute, so there we go. Oh, my lord. Okay. Oh, so, Vivian, actually, she she steps forward, and then you guys notice that she starts getting terrible tremors. She's shaking violently. And when you all go to approach her to make sure she's okay, she actually, like, pushes you all away. Oh, shit, oh, shit. Oh, wait, I'm cool now. I'm good. She takes a deep Basically breath. She, le she lets out this long exhale. Sorry, y'all. Let me try that again. And as she does, you guys see that she calms down almost immediately. She takes that nice deep breath that she has to. And I am looking for her character to be able to describe her devil trigger. I may just have her do it at the beginning of next session. Uh, alrighty. 
we will cut this part as I try to find this devil trigger. My Dead word. I just found out the other day that jet fuel can't melt steel beams. Seriously. 9-11 was an inside job. D okay, definitely have to cut this part. Okay, I cannot find it, so we're going to have... Is theft. We're going to have Shannon explain what her semi-trigger looks like at the beginning of the next session. So then, brother... Uh, so I'm sorry, Dr. Seymour Freeman, you step forward, and I am going to need a spirit check from you. You are the one who was most hesitant about this because you... When you started experimenting on demons, you kind of lost a little bit of who you were. You started skin grafting it onto yourself. The only explanation is that you had some sort of mental break. And for a while, this seemed like a great idea. To understand my enemy, I have to become my enemy. But then ultimately, when you finally regained your faculties about all of that, when you had that short episode, you would think, what I did was a terrible idea. Yes, I got power out of it, but at what cost? What is this actually going to do to me when I'm older? So you're very hesitant about doing this. So I do need a spirit check from you. Yours is going to be a little bit more difficult. Zero. Why are you taking a minus two on an attribute? Because you're fatigued. Oh, I'm so wounded, right. You, you're all back you're to full zero. health. You're all back to full health. I'm, what if he I'm... gets just by rolling double zeros? Does nothing happen? So can I opt to keep zero? If you keep zero, that is acceptable, but you are not going to be in the right state of mind to do this. I would, I, I don't think that Freeman ever will be. Oh, oh, interesting. There is a spot on your character sheet for Benny's. Neat. It's right underneath, it's right next to where it says conviction, right above toughness. Interesting. Ah. <laughs> cool. Right, cool. That, that, and you can keep track so, of the bennies. Awesome. You're going to keep the zero? Yeah, I'm, I, 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 am I feel like it is more true to character. Where's this Benny spot? Your death wish. Uh, so, so, Julie, right, you see right where above pace, parry, and toughness, there's like a little button that has like a gold uh, coin in it with a, a slash through it. Oh, that's a Benny? That's a Benny symbol, yes. I feel like there. I noticed something how the character sheet was a little bit different now. I think Roll Twenty made some updates to this. Yeah, I think Roll Twenty made some updates to the character sheets for uh, for Savage World because the layout's definitely different. Yeah, I've noticed that. Like powers, I have my have my powerpoints down below. I was able to like. All right. So, I had to step aside because I had to grab my dice so that I could roll outside for an outside character. Uh oh. And Jasper. Oh, no. Do yeah. uh, Dr. Seymour Freeman, as you step forward, you you are extremely hesitant, but you're like, all of everybody else in my squad did this. I have to do it, too. And as you step forward, Katie goes, Katie pulls the tray away. And she goes, no, no, you are not in the right state of mind for this. I can s see it on your face. And you see... Derek looks at her, looks at you, and then goes, Oh, yeah, I see the hesitation, too. I'm just going to, like, look down and just see, like, my white-knuckled fists shaking. To be perfectly honest, Doctor. 
think I ever will be. But if I'm to fight this fight, I need this. Zolfa then says back to you, We're not going to let you kill yourself! Fine. I'm going to give you another chance at a spirit check here. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Taking everything they've said in the kitchen. Why do you still have a minus one? Oh, Jasper, you're still distracted. Wait, four plus one? But I see a two on the die. I'm so confused. Did everybody else Weird. see that? Am I crazy? No, yeah, I rolled six. That's just, unless it was five and flipped to a two, regardless. All right, anyway. Whatever. Five is enough. So you like, you do think about. Release you know, this thing temporarily. You do think about that if you're going to level this fight, how much you might need this power. But again, much like Xander, you think back to the video and you're like, if I let myself get that way again, my squad is just going to have to kill me. And I don't want that. Uh, see, I, I, I wholeheartedly expect that from my character. <laughs> so you take a deep breath. You think about everything you need to think about to keep yourself calm. And Katie puts the tray back and she says, all right, let's try this again. So Zolfa steps forward and she goes, Dr. Freeman, are you sure? Yes, yes. Let's just get this over with before I change my mind. She lifts up the crystal. She places it in. You do notice one thing, though. Derek is not really in sight, but you do hear a click of two pistols. And you hear, ready. Ready. When you activate it, you have a bit of a different experience than everyone else does. Because the first thing you all notice, and Dr. Seymour Freeman feels, is as this energy collapses into you first and then explodes out, the first thing that transforms is your patches of demonic skin. They turn first, and then the explosion of your energy happens. And when it does that, you then have your fully realized form. The parts of you that transformed first burn like hot burn. And then you've noticed that the coursing energy everyone else feels, you feel that in most of your body, but the patches of demonic skin that you possess are completely numb. But what does Dr. Seymour Freeman's demonic form look like? So usually in combat or in like uh, when energized, Seymour Freeman will have sort of an orange glow, sort of like this sort of demonic fire emanating from him. In Devil, in the semi-trigger, that fire is now blue, as is any effect of demonic power on his person. Instead of this uh, single red and single orange red eye, he now has two blue demonic eyes, and a couple of these sigils all over his body kind of light up with demonic writing. I do also see on your model that you grow a set of horns. Horns. Yes, I was going to get to that. Okay. <laughs> yes, a set of just uh, long spiky horns around the ears and coming f jutting from the forehead. So. And fangs. Sharp teeth. So as you guys do take in this appearance, the parts of the demonic skin, so the discoloration of Dr. Freeman's skin, are gone. He looks like he has just his normal skin tone all throughout his body. And yes, while and whenever he does speak to you guys, the runes die down and flicker, almost as if they're matching his 
entire body trying to work. And the patches of numbness you feel, Freeman, do eventually subside. And you do start to feel all over your body. And you feel this coursing. While everyone else kind of got this electrical feeling, and Jane actually got the sense of, like, something, like, kind of furry rubbing against her skin, you have this burning sensation. Like, your muscles are sore. But you know they're not. And just like that, it ejects. And the power collapses in on you. And you transform back. And you do see the blotches and patches of the demonic skin you have don't immediately. And then eventually they do. Uh, your nails retract, you lose your fangs, your horns grow back into your head. But you have all witnessed your demonic transformations. It's like a nightmare. This is ironic, isn't it? If I'm being you honest, see, everything's a nightmare right now. You see Derek walk in behind the rest of you guys, coming out from the shadows. He goes, well, that's good. He puts his pistols away. He's not going to lie. You were the one I was worried about, Freeman. I was the one I was worried about. So he sits down. And he says, well, one of the things that uh, we wanted to do is we did set up a small point in time to do this where pretty much everyone was out. And I think we did a half decent job. Well, here's your next mission. You're heading to Jerome, Arizona. One of the most haunted places in all the United States. What are we looking for? Signs. Apparently, somebody in that city has had a run-in with the doppelganger. We have no idea who he is. But we're going to touch you down in the center of the city. And then from there, the best thing I can tell you is go to the Jerome Grand Hotel. Heads up. Room 13 is apparently haunted by a little girl there. And that's where we'll check first. All right. So, you guys have gotten the info you need you're going to be brought to jerome arizona which anybody who would like to can actually take a knowledge history or i believe this skill's just called history mm-hmm. common knowledge would be that would be the skill my apologies do you have a knowledge history i, did, I have no, common I did, knowledge i did not skilled Jeez, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Everybody's exploding. Uh, not me. <laughs> we know things, Will. We know things. Why is it a D4? Because, uh, Rai, you should have the co- you should have common knowledge. I did knowledge history on, uh, on skill, is what it was. Oh. Got it. Okay. Let me, so, let me... Jane, with that nine. <laughs> Ouch. Jane, with that nine, you know that Jerome, Arizona, is one of the most haunted places in the United States. Is and that an actual fact? Yes, actually it is. Yeah. And I like it was. It's an actual ghost town. It is an actual ghost town. Uh, people do live there. Like, to this day, people still live there. And, yeah, so that's where you guys go. Yeah, so, I'm wondering if it's... That's a tourist that? I, they have tourists. J-E-R-O-M-E. Jerome, Arizona. Probably a documentary. That's probably a documentary. It's, uh, it, so 
it can be described as a small mining town at the top of a mountain. Yeah, so um, <laughs> I watched a documentary on this uh, not too long ago about people that explored there, and it's there. People say that it's there's possibly a gateway to hell. Yes, that is one of the few locations that actually. Does. I wonder oh. why Will Coyle in the Devil May Cry campaign chose this specific location. Oh no, it is no way.
Xander, isn't that convenient? Weird, you have the same name. <laughs> yeah, Xander, what's Everyone up? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So, you guys, you guys are taken by plane to a nearby airfield near Jerome, Arizona. And as you get there, it, it's a small mining town at the top of a mountain. It, it, there's not really much impressive about it. So what you guys do know is you guys will get a call from Derek when you sit down. And he tells you again just to check out the Grand Hotel. But also ask around for the citizens to see if anything's out of the ordinary. So while there is like mining equipment laying around, things seem rusted and likely are beyond repair. There's also a ghost here that does not like men. Yes, and that is the rumor about the little girl who lives in room, I believe, 13 in the Jerome Grand Hotel. Which, by the way, would be your guys' first source for knowledge. So, what you're going to do, as a group, is you're going to tell me what skill you would like to roll, and then roll it. And you guys need a certain amount of successes and possible raises here to see if you can move on to the next part of this quest i'm going to choose a cult go ahead and roll me a cult five so you decide to go into the hotel and you talk to the to the general manager and he basically says that yeah you're allowed to investigate room 13 but be very careful you go there and you start using seances and you use things like Ouija boards and stuff to try to talk to spirits. You don't get much, but you do get that there is more than one spirit about here. And it seems, judging from the way that people have talked about it when you come out, that the multiple spirits seems to be something new, like something brought them here. Interesting. So, that was that was Dr. Freeman. Vivian Ross is going to try uh, a electronics roll and see what she can come up with. Three to two. She doesn't get much. She does pull up a directory of the people that live in town. And she does notice that there's been a recent addition, but she cannot find the person who moved in. So who would like to do something else? Sure. 
No, let's see what list of skills you got, and I can see if anything applies, if you're okay with that. Oh, you could absolutely do research. Oh my Holy Lord. crap. Okay. That's a 17. Wow. So you do... So you kind of go down the same path Vivian does, but you choose to instead go down the paper route. You go to the library, you go to the directory of the city, honestly, and you start cross-examining things and crossing out names and compiling lists of people. And Jesus Christ. Okay, so that was... You almost hit the amount of raises they need. you need to hit as well. All right, so. Yeah, you actually find a... You find the address of the plate of the person that just moved in. Still can't find his name, but you do find the address. I will accept the role from Xander and Brother Reinhardt now, who would like. Uh, you do also notice in the blueprint... Sorry for cutting you off, Brother Reinhardt, but uh, cool. Jane, you do also notice something weird in the blueprints of the house... It looks like the square footage doesn't match the rest of the of the houses in this area. Like there's an extra 200 square feet added onto this house. Okay. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, brother Reinhardt. Uh so I was going to roll I guess uh persuasion to talk to people. Sure. That's more of a streetwise, but I could see you doing persuasion. With an even five, you you set yourself up as a man of the Lord, which you are. There's no doubt about it. But you do, you know, step forward and you're talking about how you're spreading the word of kindness and information. And, you know, you do eventually talk to some churchgoers. And eventually you end up at one of the churches. And when you start talking to the priest, the priest says, oh, yes, we've had a new one amongst our congregation. His name is Arnold. Arnold Ponsier. P-U-N-S-E-A-R. Could you repeat that spelling again? Arnold. So A-R-N-O-L-D. Ponsier. P-U-N-S-E-A-R. And then Xander, I believe you're the last roll, or did I miss Dr. Freeman? Am I crazy? No, I rolled a cult at the beginning. That was it. Okay. So Xander, I'll accept the roll from you as well. I really don't have anything that would help here. You can try anything. Tell me a skill and tell me how you're using it. <laughs> like Simple as that? Not, like, literally, like, I got athletics, common knowledge, fighting, notice, persuasion, repair, shooting, stealth, and weird science. That's it. I you could mean, use stealth... See if you can eavesdrop on a conversation. Mm. I need to think about it that way. Yep. Shit. All right. Well, yep. There we go. We're just going to go ahead and do that. Oh, dick. Well, four, so it succeeds. But... Okay. So with that, you... Okay. So you guys, uh, you guys had two different requirements you had to hit. And due to... Due to Julie's insane role, uh, you. you matched both of them. 
you not only hear about the gentleman who moved in, but you also hear that he's apparently some kind of eccentric gentleman from out of this from out of state. And rumor around the town is that his house is booby trapped. Of course it is. Uh, so you would probably take all your information together and you would know that while everybody kind of seems to know each other in this town, no one really knows anything about this guy. So Arnold Ponsier seems to be a gentleman of pretty much no description, kind of bald, bigger guy, big beard. Uh, his ID that eventually Jane does fine and Jane and Vivian together find he's like a big burly kind of dude again bald big beard it's gone white and he seems to just be like your average ordinary bald-headed bearded guy he seems older probably about his 60s but he looks good for 60 so would you guys approach his house i'm gonna knock okay so as you get to his estate, uh, I need everybody to make notice rolls. Funny, I was already hovering notice. Dick, I think not rolling. Just gonna think we can hear Danny in the background. And it's gonna be inevitable. She is. Yep. She's having her D and D session. He's having his. Okay. Uh, notice. Noise. Motherfuckers all once. Adequate. Oh, word. All right. What does the seven get me? So, Jane, Vivian, and Freeman, you all notice a tripwire. But sadly, Brother Reinhard and Xander do not, and they trip it. And an alarm goes off. Damn. Ah, shit. While you guys are in the garden, to which oh, I will let you guys that see that now. You guys walk into this beautiful garden area. There's a little bit of shrubbery and greenery in each place. But ultimately, you, you want to place your characters. I just, I'll just want you to know where you are. I need everybody to make agility checks as a turret comes out of the ground and opens fire. Oh, Dr. Freeman. bad for me. Dr. Freeman uses a Benny. Nice. Okay. Two more, right? Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, she have two more. Xander. Oh, no. Fuck Reinhardt, oh, no. Yeah, boy. Uh, so Did Brother Ryan. It's just not my night. Okay, so depending upon what your your check did, it determines a little bit of how this turret might or may or may not hit you. So let's start with the person who rolled the lowest, which is Brother Reinhard. The Lord was not on my side. The turret is going to hit you. For six points of damage. And I have... Then we'll go with Xander, whose final I result was a five. I have a toughness of nine. Does that do anything? Nope, you're good. I just like, ow. 
so Xander, your your total was a five, right? That's your best one. Yeah, I wasted a fucking Benny. It does not hit you. Then we go to. G. You shot a priest. You going to hell? I did not roll one for Vivian. I don't think this man even cares, Cody. <laughs> no. Why can I not bring my character onto the screen? Okay, we'll go with uh, Vivian, who's got a five. Misses her completely. And then we've got Jane. Barely freaking go. Jesus Christ. Misses. And finally, Dr. Freeman. Ten. You're the only one who got shot. Whiffs. Yeah, it literally missed everyone else. Yeah, the Lord. I really hear the tripwire, I'm going to start sprinting. Yeah, you guys find cover amongst different things. You, like, throw up the lawn furniture. You dive behind walls. You just duck and cover and, like, pull your head down. So I set off the tripwire and I got shot. Damn. You set off the tripwire, look down to see that you set it off, look at the turret and go, uh-oh, as it just <laughs> lights up the area. Oh. <laughs> so... Uh. That's when you guys hear the, the turret stops firing, <laughs> and that's when you guys. He, sorry, go ahead, Gene. Okay, uh, and you guys hear a voice come through the garden, going, "All right, who's there? Who the hell you are you, five? A priest. You just shot, so you're going to hell. You're the one who got yourself shot. There ain't anything on me. Don't dare." Hello? He knows we're, we're here. Literally we here just ask some we're questions. Here some questions. I like, hey, raise up my hand and like, from cover. Who sent you? We represent an organization known as Devil May Cry. So we're here to investigate the haunted nature of your town. Hell. I'll be out. Exactly. Uh, push it. So you guys hear him do something on his end. He cuts the mic, and as the mic cuts, you guys notice the turret goes back into the ground. Uh, and out walks this gentleman. He's about, again, he's about 60 years old, bald, big white beard. He's wearing, like, your basic street clothes. He's got a t-shirt on with a flannel over top, a pair of blue jeans, some basic hiking boots. He does have a shotgun on his back, and he has a sword on his hip. As he walks up, and he gets about 30 feet away from you guys. Or six meters, effectively. And he goes, Why'd the damn organization send you five here? What do you want? And We're chasing like someone known as the doppelganger. I don't know who you're talking about. Exactly. He's someone we're interested in. And Would we any... think he might be causing something off in this town. More off than usual. Look, I got out of the organization a long time ago. I stopped fighting. Basically when my body couldn't take it anymore. I don't want anything to do with Devil May Cry. Then how about you just help us this once and then we'll leave you. Make a persuasion roll. Actually, had a persuasion. Uh, and also, on top of that, since you guys are talking to him, everyone give me a notice roll, too. All right, I'm going to do a notice roll first. It's fine. 
We got a five. We have a six. So I want to finish our roll and I'll do persuasion. Yep. Oh boy. Five. Oh, okay, that was a one on the wild night, thank Christ. Jane, you were distracted <laughs> at the fact that a turret came out of the ground. You're like, that's so cool! Double ones again, man. That's the second set of double ones that I. That's never good. Uh, she Vivian. A 17 on like a yeah, D4. Yeah, okay. She did. Alright. Uh, Persuade. Alright. Okay. Vivian is the only one who notices this. She taps. She taps Jane on the shoulder. No, she doesn't. You're oblivious. She doesn't. No, she doesn't tap you. She taps Xander. Because Xander's the one who said something. And she says, there's something off about his eyes. And that's when you notice his eyes are a strange color and a strange shape. They're like magenta. And they're cat-like. Hmm. Okay. So... First things first, I'm still going to do my persuasion roll. I'm going to keep a mental note. Go ahead and roll persuasion. Ah, dick. Did I roll persuasion? No, no, no. This is because I said something to him. All right. Doesn't matter to me. How can I help you if I don't exactly know what you're looking for? Because I ain't looking for it. Vivian speaks up and she says well gosh mister we only come here looking for information there ain't nothing wrong with that is there you got some funny looking eyes okay so she's just gonna blatantly go out and I was I was trying to see how I would approach with the eyes I was going Vivian's kind of direct yeah fair and he goes yeah I've been taking some new medicine they've been screwing with my eyes to make your eyes look magenta and cat-like? The hell medicine you taking? I lay off the weed for cataracts. Experimental. My doctor's weird. He seems defensive about it. What's the lie detector trait? It would be a notice. It would be notice, notice technically. It, it's a notice, and if you roll high enough, I'll let you take a spirit roll. It's gonna lay off the weed for the cataracts. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and make a spirit roll. He's not telling the whole truth. You don't know what he's lying about or if he's exactly lying, but that's not necessarily the truth. <clears throat> Medicine, huh? Well, I have to be uh, something of a doctor myself. Would I, do you have the prescription? Would I be able to, like... He, he says, bottles inside. I don't know the name of it. Doctor prescribes that I just take it. Yeah, I right. would like it. Last time I checked, I don't know of any medication that generates demonic traits in people. Hey, question well. He draws the shotgun and cocks it and he goes, get off my property. Question, I have healing. Would I be able to notice his medical condition? Go ahead and roll me a healing roll. Alright, so nothing medical condition-wise okay. comes to mind with that. 
But there's one thing you do notice. There's something off about him all over the place. His He seems, again, for like a 60-year-old, he's in really good shape. But he doesn't seem like he takes care of himself. He could give a shit, honestly. He's got cigarette marks and burns on his shirt. He definitely... His teeth definitely look bad. And the gun, when he cocks the gun, he... You notice the veins tense up on his arm. He's built and he's strong. But you definitely know that the situation is becoming... Hostile. Rather hostile. Yes. You think it might be a good idea to try to talk him down. You sure you want to... You sure you... That's why you want to do this. Yeah, I roll for persuasion. Uh, go ahead, Brother Reinhardt. Roll a persuasion roll. Speaking with alongside Doctor Doctor Freeman. He goes, no. But as a previous devil hunter, calling me a demon, he puts the shotgun away. Is pretty upsetting. Feelings mutual. Plus, and he looks at, and he looks you up and down. And he goes, plus you don't look pretty normal yourself. I'm assuming he's saying it's Freeman. Yes. Hate the sin, love the sinner, as they say. I can hate both. Nothing says I care. Like, amen. So. He's like, he he brings up and he says. I was hunting a doppelganger about three weeks ago. I lost track of him. I don't want to talk about it. I understand you don't want to talk about it. If you want to just be done with it, that's fine. I have something personal against that doppelganger. He killed my daughter. I have something personal, too. I take off my mask. He nearly took my eyes. I can relate. Look. Xander, I will allow... (laughs) No, Xander's stubborn. Under, understand, Jane. Xander is stubborn. He is I will not allow. Down. I will allow Xander to take another persuasion roll. Come on, fucking war. So, can we cut that out? You. So something dawns on him. The one thing that he is not taking his eyes off of is those weird pauldrons you guys are wearing and everything you says he says what are those things last time I was in the organization never had anything like that they're actually brand new interesting devil trigger let me trigger so when you say that I'll take a notice roll from everyone. Oh, dick. Oh, fucking time I got a freaking explosion. Holy shit. Wow. All right. Uh, Xander. Yo. You notice his eyes change shape when he, when you say this, and he 
Is he offended? Yeah. You definitely get the impression that he's offended. Ah, at, shit. At that. Semi-trigger? What the hell? What, do they mock us? So how many times can I do double trigger save? Mock you, you say? He realizes he said that out loud. And, and he's quick draw, handle, a handgun right out. You're not who you say to be. I'm Arnold Punsier. Did I pronounce the name correctly? He would say the correct name. I'm not an ass. Yeah, yeah, Arnold Punsier. Yeah, Xander's on edge now. He's like, I, I'm, I'm like, nah, 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 nah. I would have sniper drone, but not nah, hang on in this situation. Put it down. You're not ready for this fight. I'll put it down when you answer my question. What do you mean, mock us? He takes a deep breath and he goes, mocking us half demons. All right, then. That's, that sums up that. Bombshell. Uh, well, half demons are a thing. Like, that is understandable. Yeah, Nero. Character. Nero. You mean those things can transform you? In a sense. For like a few like, seconds. Yeah, brief. He seems super offended about all this. He's How like, dare you put on demon face? No, no, he's 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 like, wasn't enough they experimented on me? Look, I just, my wife and I just want to forget any of that ever happened. That's, like, that's all. That's fine. You know what? That Underst may have been a bad yeah, comparison that. I made. Can you at least tell us where you lost track of the doppelganger? We'll take care of the rest. If you don't want to finish give the me fight, a... we'll, help, we'll finish it for you. Somebody in the group can give me a persuasion roll and add the bonus of plus two. Uh, Vivian does have persuasion at a d4. I have a persuasion at a d4 as well. Oh, I thought you were just telling us randomly to roll. Oh, I have a d12 persuasion. <laughs> uh, Brother Reinhard rolled and he got a six. And you guys watch as Arnold goes. I'll bring it back. Oh, they trust brothers inside. in the box. He walks inside, and he comes back out, and he's got something wrapped in fabric. And he said, he says, I've been hunting demons for a very long time, and I have noted down as many as I could. Weaknesses, strengths, the whole nine yards. I'm done with this game. I've got cancer. I've got maybe five months to live, because turns out my demonic blood is failing me. He looks at Dr. Freeman, he says, if you're going to finish this fight. He hands out a book and he says, then finish this fight. When you unwrap it, you guys, you guys rolled well enough for your, and, and enough successes that you have been given the Tome of Kin. This has got information about a bunch of demons. And if you have this on you and the demon is in the book where it is a percentile chance that it could happen... You guys will get a bonus to your occult rolls to discover what kind of demons they are. 
Who would like to carry this uh, this item? Nope. Me. It's not magical. It's a normal ass book. No, just go on it. I, I have no need for it, but I know Freeman okay. would like it. I, I in characters, Ender would not have a need for it, but he wouldn't, and he does know that Freeman would definitely get a kick out of it. Like he would really like it in that sense. So I'm I'm willing to bequeath it to him. All right. Freeman. So I was tracking a doppelganger. I lost track of him in Oklahoma. He was going by the name Xander. And that's where we'll end today's session. What was the book called? The book is called The Tome of Kin. K-I-N. And he revealed that the doppelganger was going by the name Xander. And he lost track of him in Oklahoma. Hey, Xander.